Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their floor. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Mike, Mike. Hello, welcome to another Ringside Fracas. My name is Lewis. Um, I'm joined by a usual duo of Jiddy and Samps. How are you doing, gentlemen? Good, good. good. Lots to digest after Samps' holiday. Actually, Jiddy, you were off last week as well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we missed you that much, if I'm being honest. We, we, we survived. We okay. survived. Okay. <laughs> what are you keep, saying that Samps doesn't miss you? Keep, keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. Uh, and we got Naeem joining us again. How you doing, man? I love, I love the shirt. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, come on. Um, I'm glad to be here, man. Is this your second or third time now? Third, I think. Yeah, third. Third. All right, cool. Get, getting them appearances up. Getting up. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of you now, Naeem. Am I, am yeah. I, am I right to believe that? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, lots to get stuck into. Um. Before we do, though, make sure to use the hashtag Touchline Frackers Apple reviews. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, um, remember uh, just subscribe and like for me. That would be fantastic. Um, and yeah, let's get let's get cracking because um, there is a lot to talk about. Where should we start? Should we start with the main event, which was um, Davis, Javante Davis Barrios? I love how you call that the main event. First of all, you don't right. think that was the main event? Of course it was. But there was two fights on. You went with that as the main event. Love that. That is not the main event. Could never. Oh. If I'm being honest, Jide, it's the event that I wanted to watch the most. Why? Um, because I thought it was more of a 50-50 matchup. Seriously. A guy you've never heard of, Barrios. <sighs> yeah. I'm not, I mean, this is... I hadn't really heard of Nakatani. No, 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 no. Well... That's that's an indictment on you because you're meant to be a hardcore boxing fan. Number two, number two, Nakatani has fought at the elite level mm. and he's fought Teofimo Lopez and gave him all he can handle. That was a great fight, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Barrios, on the other hand, has fought to nobody, picked out of obscurity because he's got a overblown record. No, it's not even here we go, it's facts though. Hey. Like, no one knows this guy. They picked him go. up. WBA and PBC, you know how them, them lot of bum chums. Jesus. Got his nice little regular title. And he beat up Javante Davis. He beat him up. So, if you oh say... Oh, my God. If you say... If you say lens is nuts, you know. He's if you're saying, you saying that he was more excited for the Davis fight than the Loma fight, the Loma comeback, to me, that's mad to me. Like, insane. 
Pure insanity. I can't even lie to you. Pure Sorry, Jude. Like these days, you're just not allowed to enjoy anything, are you? You got, you got the fun police over it. Just TBC affiliated. You're not allowed. Mm, interesting. Look, I mean, I wonder what got more viewers. Really? No, no one knows. No one knows. I mean, I've got no, 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 no. no, I mean, that's serious. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I can bet you any more money. Any money? It was Nakatani because it's free, <laughs> and it's on ESPN. No, but that's facts, though. They put yeah. the Davis on pay per view. Like, how many pay per views do you think that sold? They're gonna probably inflate the tickets and say it sold three hundred thousand when it probably sold like hundred. But how dare you? Like, how dare you? Like, we know for a fact, like ESPN. My guy wasn't ESPN. It's gonna have way more viewers. Like, that's that's not even a contest. That's yeah, no, no, I agree with you. Free to air versus obviously pay per view. That's so, fair. Yeah. I forgot it was on pay per view. Yeah. I forgot. However, it was on we do know who the bigger draw is. That's no, not even based on what, based on historical. And the fact that one is literally okay, wait, one literally pulled out all the stars, one literally fights in. Oh my god, one fight. Wait, one pulled out all the stars because of who's who's mental. That's the context, yeah. When I went to watch, (laughs) when I went to watch um, Lomar versus Rigandal, yeah, that was in. Possibly oh the smallest stadium Loma I've ever seen fight. Are we going all the way back to Loma? Who was Javante Smith? stadium. Who was Javante Who was seeing fighters in Bethnal Green? Okay, okay, cool. Okay, the fighters tank was fighting around that time. Were they selling? Was he selling anything? Like, are we really going to go all the way back to that that time? We, is that the comparison we're going to do? Tank now versus Loma then? Is that is that what we're going to do? Your business analyst, Samson. You know that is a fallacy. You know that is a fallacy. So. Don't don't try and put them kind of listen nasty nasty little. Jide, all I'm saying is yeah, and 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 you know what I like to go by bookies right to show to show what the closest fight was in terms of odds right. Barrios and Tank yeah. was a far closer fight in yeah, terms because... of the way people thought it may go. So yeah, that no, is why because... I was looking forward to it a bit more. I he- no, I definitely hear you. Because... That's why when I say it was more of a 50-50 matchup than Loma Nakatani. I I I had no doubts Lomachenko would win that fight when we did the preview. I, I, I when we did the preview the week before the um the the couple of days before for um Loma uh, for uh Barris Davis. I think everyone expressed some reservations about Barris's Not size. Me. You went on the pod. No, no, no. In the in the in the in the in the group chat that I'm. Oh Dad, God, come join the pod. These people vlog your son. No bloody privacy. But anyway, that's my train of thought now. But yeah, in the group, I said um, Tank will will probably beat him up. But that, that's fine. But I'm saying on the pod, yeah, there were some reservations. Doctor Leroy, he said he was a bit concerned by Barris's height. Yeah, right? but he's a size merchant. We know Leroy. Lo- <laughs> if you're big, Leroy is on you straight away. That's just it. If you're big, he's just he's, he's siding with you. He's a size merchant. <laughs> Agenda running against Doctor Leroy, eh? Um. Wow. Anyway, right. Let's start somewhere. Right. Let's start somewhere. Are you guys happy to start with Davis? Like, because look, there's, there's there's all this going on. We'll leave I'm it not- to Naim. Naim, where are we starting? Let's start with Tank and uh, right. Barry. Let's start with Tank. And wh- why are we starting with Tank, Naim? Because what we've been talking about for like the past five minutes, we might as well just finish <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, name. Let's start. Let's start with you because we haven't heard much from you so far. Um, thoughts on um, well, what what was your prediction going into the fight beforehand? Obviously, we've just invited you into our esteemed boxing prediction league. So um, from uh, I don't think no, it won't be this week. But the week after, I think yeah. you'll be actually able to put your predictions on on paper. But um, I'll take your word for it. What was your prediction coming into uh, this fight? I thought Tank was going to win, but by like unanimous decision. I thought like he would box, he would fight Barrios, and then he'd realize his power isn't doing anything to Barrios, and then you just like just edge a decision somehow. So the fight actually um, surprised me in the sense that the first like six rounds, you probably give it to Barrios because he was actually sticking, moving, and uh, uh, Davis's shots weren't hitting him like that, like it normally does. Like, you know, when he's in 130, 126, like, he hits them and they go down. But with Barrios was just taking it and moving forward. So the fact that Barrios was taking a lot of the rounds, even Floyd went up to him and said, you're down on the scorecards. And he was, like, proper confused. Like, how am I down? Because, obviously, he had the two knockdowns. So, like, I was proper surprised how Barrios, like, 
actually took the shots, managed to box his way through it. But at the end, it was like, it was probably going to go to a decision. I thought, like, Barris could stick stick it out and wait for a decision, but then he got too, like, comfortable with uh, Tank's shots. Like, this guy was probably trying to trade with Tank, and I was thinking, he knocked you down twice, and then, he, like, why would you try trade with him? Like, you just do what you're doing, keep hitting him and move. But it was just weird from what he was doing at the end. So, did I just hear you say you gave Barrios the first how many rounds? Probably like four or five, like round there, around there. The first four or five rounds? Yeah. Do you guys agree with that? I don't personally. I think it was a lot. Um, to be fair, I understand why you've done that. And I can see why people um, would have favoured um, Barrios in terms of the actual scoring. But the effective shots were coming from Tank. And what Barrios was doing was good in the sense of he was... He was basically using his advantage of his height and um, size, isn't it? But it's, the minute Tank turned up on him, and every time he put pressure on him, it, it just looked like he was always going to go one way to me. But So I do understand what you're saying, and I, I think I did give Barris a... I think I had it even up up by, um, I think, about six rounds, and I was thinking, this is getting a bit techy. It's, it's interesting, because all the judges had it fairly Clean. wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one even had 97, 91. Which I, I guess that was a waste. I thought that was a bit far. Right, okay. But at the same time, far had Steve, Steve Far had scorecards. Also confused me. I was like, what, what the hell's going on here? When this is, which is why Floyd went up to him and said, mm. on the unofficial scorecard, you're down. And then um, Tank went out and did what Tank did. Mm. But, which by the way, Floyd's input, yeah. The whole <laughs> Bizarre, way, right? Bizarre. It was weird. It's like, I, I'm conv- I'm convinced. Floyd put a massive bit on, on Tank here. And he saw the unofficial scorecard. This is shit. I cannot afford to lose this. Tank. <laughs> I can't, how big was the bet? <laughs> Floyd puts big bets on, doesn't he? He puts the 100k mm. bets on and stuff. Mm. I, I'm pretty sure he could afford the 100k bets, though, Sam. Yeah, true. But anyone, you know, lose 100k and want that, man, they're going to feel that. <laughs> true, 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 true. Uh, Jade, um, how, how did you view the, 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 the Tank fight? Well, it was a bullshit fight. <laughs> Put it out there. It's a complete. You, you didn't enjoy the fight? No, it was a good fight. It was mm. a good fight. I was, like, like I told Neem earlier, I, I'm not going to support these BS fights. Um, these these overblown duckers, these um, hype jobs. That's where he is. Tanks are complete hype job. Not going to support them. I watched the highlight. Like the Loma fight happened um, first. And Tank was like, when it finished, the Tank fight was literally happening at the same time. I tuned out of it. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it was a... What I will say is, because I watched the extended highlights, what I will say from what I saw... So, wait, hold up. Yeah, said, the full fight. I didn't watch the full fight. I told I've said it in a group. I watched the extended highlights. I'm not going to support bullshit fights. So, can we... Can we really anyway, back, back to, back to what I boxing. I mean... I mean... <laughs> Wait, but anyway, um, <laughs> to be fair, I watched the highlights as well, but I watched like a 16 minute highlight video. And no. from what I saw out of that highlight video, I just saw Tank dominating. So I was surprised when I saw that scorecard that you're talking about. What, um, the one where it was uh, even, I was talking and everyone just jumped in, like, sorry, yeah. sorry, Janae, bloody hell. Sorry, Janae, you know what, go on, do your thing. Anyway, yeah. Um, Tank was throwing good shots, but he found it difficult to get inside of um, Barrios, who Barrios was actually fighting in front of him, which I don't understand how he could find it difficult to, to hit him. But anyway, he found it quite... He looked like he was finding it difficult to to impose himself on Barrios, but eventually he got, him, he got to him late and then he stopped him, which again, he should have beat... Like, Barrios should have been beaten up. He shouldn't have been so close. It was way too close for my liking. Just shows he's a complete hype job. And when the real fighters get their paws on him, he's going to get stopped. And I can't wait for it. Anyway, you can talk now, Lewis. Oh, well, oh thanks. Thanks, Shido. Thanks for giving me permission to talk. Um, Chris Andre, big up you, Chris Andre. He just uh, commented on the, on the, in the stream and said, uh, in terms of the earlier discussion, the difference is that Nakatani has proven he's a real guy with his display against Vadejo and even Lopez. Barris was still somewhat of an unknown entity. But Jide is being a bit harsh, in my opinion, to say Tank is a height job, Joe. He is a yeah, good fighter, bro. Personal vendetta against Tank. I don't know what Tank did to him in his former life here, but 
Jade really doesn't like him. Like, no, again, it's not that I don't like. I don't like Tank. I just don't like what the PBC are doing. Like right after the fight, Floyd came out and said, "It's not our job to make other companies great. We're fight. We're fighting in house only." They said they came out. Um, Tank's trainer came out the other day, like a few days ago, and lied. They gaslight fans. He said, um, "Loma ducked Tank." That is a complete. That is gaslighting fans. Right you know in everyone's face. On the note of the promotion, Ellaby came out and said, "Ah, oh, there's no one knows who Josh Taylor is. Who knows who Barrios is? Ah, oh, no one knows who Tevin Farmer is. No one knew. No one knew who Loma was. Like they are completely shielding this guy away from real fights and just hyping him. They they just basically making cultural icons. As long as Tank is knocking guys out and they, and, they, and they can sell that, that's what they're gonna call him a real fighter. He's, he's a free weight world champion." When, when he's in reality, he's only a one one, one weight world champion, but they hyping him up as a three weight world, world champion, and that's what I'm saying. These guys will never be great. I don't know. I'm a boxing fan. I'm not here to um, support promote promotions, and I want to see the best fights. And if Tank has been fighting for so long, lightweights completely ducked all the lightweights. And and what what makes it so nasty for me is. Ellaby said, um, Floyd and Ellaby saying they're going to make PBC and make other promotions. They're just going to fight their own fighters. But then they're calling out Ryan Garcia, who's got mental health issues. Like, So you're basically yeah, looking... Out, by the way. It was, it was Ellaby said they want to fight him. They want to fight Ryan Garcia. Yeah, but what did Ryan Garcia say? What did he, he say? Ryan Garcia came out and said that's the only fight he wants to share his tank. He wants it by the end of the year. After the... The, the, the only reason, the only reason, in my opinion, they are going for tank I'm mean, tank for Ryan Garcia is because he's a winnable fight. They're not looking at Tio because he gets beat up. They're not looking at Loma because he gets beat up. They're not looking at um our boy um Devin Haney because he probably gets outboxed. But Ryan Garcia makes enough mistakes. He does a lot of things wrong. He's he stands upright. His chin is in the air. They're not yeah tank can get him. Everyone else they're not looking for that. But listen, if he fights Ryan Garcia, I'll be happy. At least I would say that is a world class fighter that I know is in his prime. So. Go and, go and fight Ryan Garcia. Do that, Tank. And then I'll, I'll give you a bit more credit. But as long as the PBC keep doing this little business where they're not fighting anyone and, or they're not trying to f- do cross-promotional fights, they're trying to move like the UFC. This is boxing. This is not MMA. You cannot shut everyone out and think I'm just, we're just going to accept it. But what's the what's the motive behind shutting everyone out? Because that's, that doesn't seem like a smart business strategy to me. Um, so I want to, and, and, and these aren't stupid people. These are not, you know, these aren't thick people who don't know how to, you know, um, run, run a business. So what is the thinking behind shutting out other organizations? Other promotions have done the same, that tactic and done the same strategy previously. It's not new to boxing. It's just Floyd and Ellaby actually came out and said it, which is weird, like super weird. Uh, I can't, which I, which I don't agree with anybody or any promoter that goes out and basically pits their fighters up only against their own um, in-house promotion fighters. I find that to be detrimental to the sport, doesn't progress the sport. And me and Jide actually agree quite heavily on that. When Floyd said that, I came out and said straight away, that's nasty, that's that's terrible. I don't want to hear anyone say that we're going to fight in-house because the fights we want to see, they can land anywhere on the promotional board. But if and if, if that's what you're saying, we're not going to see those fights. But it's not new. Top Rank have been doing that for years. Top Rank literally used to harbor have to harbor certain belts and only only literally have their own fighters fight the their champion. Pacquiao is a prime example of that. Um, when he fought Bradley, then he fought um, Horn, and he, and they was meant to land up against Crawford and so forth. It's it's not new. Same way. Um, Eddie does it too as well to, to, to a certain degree. Every every promoter holds their belt. <laughs> I knew I was waiting. I don't I was waiting for Sam's to be like, even, even Eddie does it. Even Eddie I'm sorry, it. I don't know. Wait, I literally said to a degree. Yeah, so I'm not saying to be fair on Eddie, Eddie at least does go out and you know will will put deals on the table for other um other promotions. And you can't say that PBC don't work with anybody else because they literally have Wilder fighting against top rank, um, a top rank fire as well. Don't mm. get me wrong, I do agree with you today that um, that is terrible and, and all of the above that you said. But don't go on like it's literally one promotional team. It's not. Shall I tell you why I'm not? I'm putting the spotlight on PBC because, because he went out and I agree. 
No, because they're doing it now. They're doing they they're the main ones. They have a lot of power. When top rank had power, I agree with you. When top rank were doing it and they were recycling Pacquiao, Bradley, Marquez, and they were just having the round robin between them three and and putting Cotto in, and I completely agree with you. That was BS. But they had power then, and that's why everyone was onto them. What the PBC are doing now is, which to some extent in the start, I kind of had sympathy. I kind of sympathize and empathize with them. When fighters like with the complexion of Floyd and whatnot, they were being treated like shit. They were being completely not protected by the boxing world, HBO, all these people were getting onto them. They were not like they were doing a lot. Yeah. Heyman was completely castigated and was thrown into the wolves and they tried to sue him just because he was trying to get fighters paid and try, like it was it was disgusting at the start. I feel like now PBC have got that power. They've got the they've got the um the foothold in boxing. Yeah. yeah. They've they've established themselves now. So what they're doing now is like it's a revenge. It's like it's like they're doing revenge. They're doing a revenge arc and now they know they have the power. They have the most powerful names, the most powerful fighters, the most powerful people in the background. They've they're in bed with the WBA, they're in bed with the WBC. Like they know they have they have that power and that clout. And it's like now they're trying to redo it back to everyone else. And I'm sorry, you can't, if you, if that's your, your game is to um, fuck everyone up because they fucked you up, you're hurting the sport. And like I said, I'm a boxing fan. I'm not a PBC fan. I'm not Mayweather. I'm, I'm a Floyd fan as a fighter. I'm not a Floyd fan as a man. I'm not just going to support you because you're black. This is not, do you know what I mean? Like, it don't make sense to me. And they've got this cult fan base who no matter what, no matter what, they know right or wrong, they're going to ride with anything the PBC do. And because of that, they know these this cult fan base have the cultural, the cult, the cultural power. They have people like Floyd backing them. They have the rappers. They have once once you have the cultural narrative and you can control the narrative, it doesn't matter. That is why there's no pressure on fighters like Tank to go and fight the best fighters. They said it openly. It's not about fighting. We don't care about fighting the best. Ellaby's like, what are you bringing? You don't. don't it's it's if you're if you're a good oh, fighter, more than being undisputed. <laughs> yeah, like, bro. Muhammad, like, let's let's go back to the greats of American boxing. Muhammad Ali would never say that. Sugar Ray Leonard would never say that. Tommy Hearns would never say that. Hagler would never say that. From from the forties to now, even Floyd. We said it earlier. Floyd Mayweather would never in his life fight for a regular title. Never in his existence. It would slap you 10 times before you tend to fight for a <laughs> No, but that's facts. It, it would never do that. Taking the, taking the promotional, um, like, you know, politics aside, yeah, when you go on and say that Tank is being protected and so forth and so forth and gets wiped, do you genuinely, truly believe that Evan at 135 Wipes. No, of course not. Of course not. That's so who, just, who does Tank? Who does Tank beat at one three five? I, I feel like Tank beats Davis. Um, I feel like he gives Tio a very good Davis, fight. Wait, wait, say that again. <laughs> um, not um Garcia. Sorry, not Garcia. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think he beats Garcia. I think he gives Tio a very very good fight. In fact, I can even see him winning that Tio fight because. But Loma, I feel like Loma just destroys him. Um. Uh, Haney, I feel like Haney beats him as well because Haney will just box him from range. Like, yeah, now the now the point the point that I want to say now, as much as I hear everything, and you know, I do feel like all these fighters have attributes to beat Tank. Don't you feel like his power is a serious neutralizer against? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. That's why I'm I'm saying for a fact he beats Garcia. Fact. Tio, the reason why I reckon I give him a good chance against Tio, although I still. F- fancy Tio again it's they both hit hard and I don't feel like Tio when he gets hit hard he doesn't like it like he, he that's one of the things I'm, I'm not saying that Nakatani is a hard punch or whatnot yeah when, when he, he made yeah, things, yeah yeah when he was touching him he was feeling it it was it was more hesitant and I feel like that will happen against Tank Loma on the other hand I feel like Loma's just a, a psychopath like Tank's too small it's just gonna read him or know his his trajectory and he'll just he'll just box him um, so he, listen, Tank gives all these guys great fights. I was like, I wasn't always onto Tank before, like I said in a group chat, before all this bullshit became what it is. I wanted Tank to fight Tevin Farmer. Me and Leroy had a hundred pound bet 
on Tank versus Tevin Farmer. And that's, and that's not and that's not because I believe Tevin beats Tank. Like I was gonna lose that bet, but I just wanted Tank to fight someone good because around that same time it was meant to you, fight. You knew it, you knew it wasn't gonna happen, so you bet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because because remember, Leroy said Tank stops him, and I reckon Tank beats him on points. That, that was one of that was the main part of the bit. But I just wanted to see that fight because that was a unification cross promotional fight. And before that, you didn't fight Loma. When 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 him and Floyd were having an argument, we're, we're having that little disagreement, and Floyd said, "I'm gonna make you fight Loma next." Did you see his face? I was listen. We need to fight. We need to pull off that interview again. His face. He went. It's like he went pale. It's like what you're really gonna put me in? And I was like, "You're meant to be a fighter, like bro. What are we doing here? What what are we actually doing?" How old is he then? That like 20, 20 years old. I'm sorry. Listen, Flo- um, Sugar Ray Leonard fought Tommy Hearns at twenty two. I'm sorry, I'm not hearing the age. The moment you win a world championship, the moment you call yourself... I, I, I'm, I'm an advocate of that as well, to be fair. Yeah. You know, as a young boy, you're putting him in against like, the pound for pound number one. And part. you're probably fearless at that age as well, anyway. You're supposed to be, but these guys are clearly not. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I'm not a no, I'm no professional fighter. Let me let me just bring Naeem back into the conversation. Naeem, in an ideal world, what do we want to see from Tank next? Fight one of the top guys at 135, Lomachenko, Tio, Haney, Garcia, one of them in it. Like, I think it would be a big event and it'll get people talking about it, like, especially in the America, like, because he, um, his name is so huge over there. And um, those are, like, in my opinion, like 50 50 fights, you could say, like, it could go either way. And those are the type of fights that boxing needs, isn't it? And he needs, to, he's only got one decent name on his record right now, which is Santa Cruz. Other than that, he hasn't really got a decent name on his record. He needs to start fighting the bigger, better guys to become a, like a legend. If he wants to become like Floyd, he needs to do Floyd stuff and take on the big legends in the the big, not big legends, but the top guys in the division. And that's it. Stop fighting for like regular belts. Stop fighting random people. Fight the big guys now. Don't you think though? I, I don't like I don't like the regular belt, and I, and I think they just scrap all that shit. Seriously, it's it's ruining yeah. boxing. Yeah, but at the same time, Floyd won up two weight divisions and um, thingy won the belt. And that was the whole premise behind jumping up. And as much, don't get me wrong, yeah, I don't rate Bar- um, Barrios as a top fighter. However, I will say he was a decent opposition, and he was at the end of the day a WBC regular, um, WBA regular champion, and was a game fighter as well. When GD starts rubbishing fighters to prove a point, I feel like it's a bit too excessive. If where, 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 where would where would Barrios rank amongst the the world one forties? You know, be level fighter. Available fighter, but however, however, he was in terms of that like dimension. Top ten, top ten in that division. Yeah, yeah, definitely top ten, hundred percent top ten, hundred percent top ten. But like because, mm. but because of the dimensions and you know the weight implication, it was a decent test, and we actually got a decent fight. We saw Tank actually have adversity to face, and and solve a puzzle, and he did so in dramatic fashion. No, to I me, if we don't come out of that and credit him for that, you're here. I get what you're saying, but like I enjoyed this fight. It was a brilliant fight. But as long as you have this fight, and then like let's say at the end of the year you promise like a big fight, then like because yeah. boxing needs at least one or two big fights a year, and we can't keep doing these type of fights. The thing that annoys me is you're gonna fight Barrios, but you're not gonna fight anyone big next. Like it's just we know it's gonna be someone who else. Like it's just gonna be some random guy that they could put ahead in front of him. Like, that's like what I said, I mean. when it comes to that, I totally agree with everyone. I just don't like when people then start rubbishing guys to prove a point. Okay, everyone, everyone who boxes and gets in the ring is a warrior, ain't it? Don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not being rubbishing them to just be like out of order. But Barrios is nobody. Like they literally picked him out of obscurity, put him in an undercard of a fight beforehand, so people can. So his name can float around. No, but that's literally what they did. Okay, that guy that beat um Chris Congo, what's his name again? Mc Mickinson. Mickinson. He's what is it? He's like nineteen and 0, 20 and zero, right? Yeah, yeah. So imagine he gets given the WBA regular belt in at welterweight, and um I don't know uh who's, um Spence goes and beats him up. Actually, let's not even say Spence. Uh, someone who moves up. Let's say Josh Taylor fights him and beats him up. Would you would you call that? Oh my god, that's such a a great, amazing win. 
was a great fight. Yeah, because they're the same weight division, and it's literally like... no. But but that's literally Barrios, though. That is is this. You can draw that parallel. It's the same kind of no, thing. No, you can't because a different. You can draw that parallel. Like two weight divisions. They're both that's, that's, that's the challenge. Not two weight, Chloe. He came out one that's way because he, he, he came his last fight was at one thirty. Wasn't one thirty five, mate. His last fight was one one thirty. You know, it was one thirty five. His last fight was at one thirty. Against Santa Cruz, I saw it. was Gamboa was one three five and yeah. Santa Cruz one thirty. Yeah, but what wasn't the one three five belt on the line for that? It was. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! See what I mean? <laughs> 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 but like anyway. I said, I keep saying, put the policies aside because we could debate about that for two hours if we wanted. Yeah, but but my point is, Barrios and Mickinson are the same kind of fighter. They have parallels. Mm-hmm. They they both ain't fought nobody. They both have a padded record. And they both can get flung into into the spotlight. Listen, Barrios, he did well. One thing I'll say, yeah, he was game. Like you said, he was game. game. Gave a great fight, great account for himself. And he's probably going to make a lot of money now. He's probably going to be... Now people know who he is. So, you know what? Fighters, if you see opportunities like that against name fighters, take it, man. And, mm-hmm. and Barrios is going to be that story. He took the fight and now he's going to go make some money. So, I'm not mad at him. But Tank is uh, supposed to be a generational talent. He's got generational power. He's quick, great footwork, great boxing brain. He's got all these great attributes, but you are protecting him like he can't fight and he's accepting it. I personally just, I just can't support that. It's just hard for me. Like if, Ed, like I can say, if Eddie Hearn starts doing the same bullshit with his fighters, if he, I don't know, Conor Ben. If he's, say Conor, ben Conor Ben's going to Oh, no, no. Fight. Listen, when Conor Ben gets to, world level because we, we we've been we've been arguing that he's on the fringes of it right once Conor Ben gets to world level and if he starts doing this bullshit if Eddie we will call him out I'm not I'm not listen I don't have qualms with calling out calling out guys that I support I support Conor Ben because I see Conor Ben improving I like his story I'm not gonna say I'm the biggest Conor Ben fan yet it hasn't got there for me but I'm liking that what I'm seeing I just want these guys to fight the right fights Joel Ennis is, is PVC, but I love him. I love hey, the Keith Furman him. cannot hear his name. Yeah, listen, Keith Furman is another guy I need. I want to when, <laughs> yeah, when Keith was coming up the rankings, yeah, what was he saying? He was calling out Floyd. He was chatting the most shit about Floyd. Floyd don't fight black fighters. Floyd doesn't fight young fighters. Floyd doesn't like challenging. Uh, I'm the WBA mandatory, but Floyd don't want to fight me. He's ducking me. X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, right? The moment man found love, Got beat up by um, Pacquiao, and now he's just—he's a journeyman, or he's not a journeyman, but he's just floating around the division. He's not. They, they asked him about Victor Ortiz. He doesn't know. He's, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah, want. Yeah, I don't don't get my business with him. You know, they about he, he's, he's like, oh, he ain't done nothing for me. Uh, he's not gonna fight him. Like no, you're, you're, you're doing, you missed the bit when he actually was a champion, and then told Spence that Spence has to go and jump over seven hoops. Yeah, yeah. And that's why Spence says, I'll never fight him. Yeah. There's a familiar theme there, isn't there? There's a yeah, familiar yeah. theme around that, that kind of thing. Um, it, it's, it's almost a bit like, you know, getting to a certain level and then pu- pulling the ladder up from underneath you because you don't want that new hot, hot prospect to come and uh, take take your shine from you kind of thing. Exactly. Um, all right, let, let's let's move on to Loma um, because um, I think probably out of him and uh, D- Davis, I think Loma's performance was... The most impressive one, I think. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Lama was cold. Get it back in blood. He was on. Hey, he was amazing, man. Where Where would this Lomachenko fight um, <coughs> rank for you guys in his all time uh, best performances? It's up there for me, personally. Oh no, nah, man. I'm sorry, man. No, I've got it's it's just a good performance. It was a very good performance, but he's had some spectacular performances, man. Like yeah, no, I, I, all the nomas, all the nomas is like tough. yeah, no, no, I, I agree, but Chateau for me, that's a, a that's right up there for me because like the circumstances coming from the fight, he just lost, everyone's removed him from their pound for pound list, they're trying to freeze him out of the division, he's had surgery on his shoulder, like the pressure on Loma going into that fight was huge. Saying Nakatani is much bigger than him. He's a good boxer. He knows how to use range well. He doesn't freeze and all this shit. Loma went in there and froze him up. That's one that 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 was a no mass. Although because listen, Nakatani 
in my opinion, he quit before the fight was yeah, 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 yeah. He quit because he froze. Loma took away every tool he has. That man is a monster. Like he went in there and he wanted to make a statement, and he made that statement. That's why I rate that performance highly personally. It's a great performance because he went in there from round one. He was just feeling him out. Okay, let me take away your jab. Took away his jab. Let me take away your right hand. Took away his right hand. Nakatani didn't know what to throw. He's just like, crap, I can't. Do you know? It's basically, remember what um Canelo done to Smith? It's literally that. It's like, he <laughs> took away his weapons and then he's just like, you're just some big guy. You don't know what else to do now. You're just, you're just big. Covered up. Just covered up. It's a great performance, man. It's the, it's the, it's the difference between very good, like Nakatani's a very good fighter and Loma's an elite. Like, that's the difference. You saw that difference, like what it takes to be elite. He took away, like you said, he took away everything and just landed on him at will. And his footwork is just amazing. Like, you watch his footwork and you're just like, bro, how do you do that? Like, it's just this ballet skills in it. <laughs> it's just fun to watch all together. Yeah, I, it's, it's, um, I, I just had a quick look at, um, Loma's age. He's like, he's 33 now. And, you know, it's, we we because we, we just spent a, a, a big portion of time talking about tank and yeah he's a young man he's 26 he's got a lot of time on his hands to you know make these fights happen and it, eventually you know we can we can give him the benefit of the doubt now maybe he's still a young guy loma we need to we need to start we need to start seeing him against like the top 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 guys as well um so what we've obviously got the the to rematch that could happen but what would you like to see next from Loma? Is is it the TO rematch? Absolutely. Yeah. Would that would that happen? No. Not it's not gonna happen. His dad did the right thing. His dad, yeah, did exactly what when I say it all the time. As a fighter, you never want to be out there looking like you are trying to avoid the fight. Go and get your promotional team, go and get your manager to go out there and say to the crowd. Yeah, 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 we're gonna do that. Do that. Behind the scenes, you tell him we did not take that fight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what he done. His dad went out there and said, Yeah, yeah, signed it, get it done next. They're not fighting on then. Um, Tio's not fighting until September, apparently. So there's no way he's been pushed fight. back a couple of times, hasn't it? Yeah, there's no way Loom is happening in India. It's not happening. So, um, if not Tio, I think it happens. I think, um, uh, what's it called? I think Tio fights. The person who's meant to fight Cambosas. Yeah. He comes back from COVID, he fights Cambosas. But remember, he's having, what, yeah. he's having a baby. Okay. Ooh, Tio. Mm -hmm. baby. That's, okay. why, that's why he wants to get the fight done before November, I think it is, because he's having a baby around November. Oh, not, having body. not having for the end of this year. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Um, I, I think he's, fight, he's fighting in August, 14th of August. No, that's been pushed back already. It's been pushed back? Yeah. Oh. I, th I think I think he fights Cambosas, but I do feel like the, the Loma fight happens. But remember, what Tio wanted was more money, and they got him. They said they want to be compensated properly for the fight, and I feel like the first fight they didn't really get paid that much. But this time, I feel like the the split is going to be so crazy. It'll be probably like seventy thirty with pay per view upside. So in, I know there's something crazy in the deal, like that is so big. You just can't say no. And I do truly believe in my heart, Tio believes he has Loma's number. I truly, truly, truly believe that. He's studied him so much and he beat him the first fight that he feels like, you know what, I could do this again, but this time I'm going to have a crowd and I'm going to have way more money. So the close rounds is going to go to Tio. So I do feel like Tio believes he can win this fight. Mm. But honestly, if it happens, Loma beats him up. As, uh, long as, Loma, uh, uh, as long as Loma's not 35 or some shit like that. I mean, he'll be 35 very soon. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, though. I, I think it might be one of those things where um, I, I can't. I don't think it will be like uh, Tio will be forever Loma's bogeyman. Um, I think it's. I think we saw towards the end of that first fight that Loma was just slightly starting to work him out a bit. And yeah, fine. It, it, you know, we can um, we can talk about how well. Um, he couldn't put that pressure on in the first six or seven rounds because he was Tio was landing some bombs on him, you know. So I, I guess you have to take that into consideration, and Tio can still do that. But I just fancy Lomachenko to be a bit, bit more experienced and um, just downloading Tio a little bit quicker and just getting the better of him, really. But if not Tio, if not Tio, then who next for Loma? 
someone on top rank is more likely to be on top rank. Than yeah. who, who would that be? I don't know. Yeah. I, don't I, don't know, know. I, don't, I don't know the top rank's table. They're not going to feed... No one in the PBC is going to feed a 135-pounder to, to top rank. And I don't know who does Matchroom have at 135. Haney. Haney. Haney wants that fight. They're not top rank ain't going to fight him. So it's just straight up. Lomas is going to fight another scrub until we can get the TO fight. Can I just so add the you? person I thought the most in all this is Haney, man. Like, he can't, he can't get a fight to save his life. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just add you? Yeah? Did any of these watch the um like the twenty four seven type thing top rankers for Luma? That was the most disgusting bit of TV I've seen in ages. Why, bro? Like you know how everyone gets into Wilder yeah? for like Wilder's excuses. If you watch that program, my God, as a boxing man, I've said it so many times. Once you lose, just call, just say you're gonna get it back in blood. Don't say nothing else. They came out with so many excuses. It was shocking from. From oh yeah, my shoulder. From they even did the AJ. I don't know why I feel like this <laughs> during the fight. Like there were so many different things going on. I was like what the hell? The whole, the whole build up here and the whole program was centered about Loma not basically being ready or being mentally there. He even started talking about lockdown and how no fans affected him. <laughs> this is mad. Mm. How's he getting away with this? Mm. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see it personally. I didn't see right, it. But I'm, yeah, I'm, that I'm, does I'm, sound. I didn't see anything. So, I, I didn't like, see it. If he made those excuses, then he was making better excuses as well. Like, I didn't lose, there was a draw, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But he finished, he actually finished here yeah, with the fight. He actually finished the program basically arguing, saying, Yeah, I didn't lose. It was a draw. I've never ever heard a fighter argue for a draw. That means you a lost. Draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he lost. He, he lost. lost. I, don't, yeah. I don't see how anyone could even. Put the scorecard in his face. Even a draw. That's way. I think that's well off the mark. I think I had that. Look, I think I had Tio at least two or three up. No, he did. He did lose that fight. He did lose that fight. Although he won most of the late rounds, but he lost that fight. I think he won like the back end five or something like that. But he lost like yeah, the first yeah. seven. So yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it was. And and for him, although the the surgery was legit, like you can see in his arm, he had he had that soldier surgery. But my thing is, Andre Ward won a tournament with a, with a shoulder injury as well. Mm. So if you you guys are warriors, obviously it's a handicap, but everyone has injuries, isn't it? So it's, it's one of those things. I don't I don't think we should we should give you an excuse for that. But yeah, Mark, yeah. you've heard my my point when it comes to injuries. If you're injured, yeah, and this you know it's gonna handicap you for the fight. Don't take the fight. Pull out yeah. the fight. Pull out the fight if you think it's gonna handicap you that much. If you go into that fight, yeah, with a handicap like that, knowing that you have it. You believe you're gonna win, so shut up. When you lose, shut up. Don't 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 mention it. Let's um let's move on then. Um, because we've got a few more things to talk about. Uh Ericsson Lubin had a good, very good win. Um, very impressive win, I should say. Um uh, against uh Jason. Is it J- Jason Rosario? Is that his name? Jason, right? R- Rosario. Yeah. yeah. Um now Lubin is um Lubin's an interesting one because I remember watching this kid's quite some years ago now i'm thinking fucking hell like this guy looks cold and then obviously charlo laid the smackdown on him within within one minute and um i feel like i ain't heard the name since so it was quite nice to see him look like he is bouncing back um you know i i don't know too much to the the quality of the opponent that he's fighting and and stuff like that but you know he i think he's won his last six in a row um so you know what what's going on with lubin were you guys impressed Are, do you guys like lubin as a as a fighter do you think he has something to say um at, at one at 135 at 154 sorry yeah man i think i think he's a quality fighter Unfortunately for him, for him, he really got, you know, he really got smoked out by Charlo and run over and that really did just put him in the back burner. But he done really, really, he's done, he's been doing really well on the radar to be honest with you. And in that fight in particular, apart from the wobble he had in the bit where he did a bit of a dance, he literally smacked man up. Yeah, no, Lubin, Lubin's a good fighter, but he has, his kryptonite is too big, it's too peak. Chinny. It's too chinny, man. He's just way too chinny. And he's at a weight class where guys bang. Mm. So, 
what I feel for him, what I feel that might help him out is a lot of the guys, like Charlo is probably going to move up soon. Um, Her's already moved up. Uh, so a lot of the like, the harder punchers are not um, are leaving the division. And they're not, for example, PBC are not going to fight um, my boy in Australia. What's his name? Tim Zoo. Yeah, they're not going to fight Tim Zoo. He's, fight, he's fighting this weekend, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, is it next weekend? Is that what this week or next weekend? Yeah. Well, PBC, PBC are not going to fight. On a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not. He's, he's trying to get a Charlo fight, funny enough. But yeah, they're not going to fight that guy. They're not going to put him, put Lubin in with him. So I feel like he can, and, and PBC have a stranglehold of the 154 division. So I feel like he can eke out a proper career and, and do well there. So It's quite yeah. a weak division, isn't it? It was actually a very strong division, but it's just all these guys are for each other. Basically, 154 is what we want to see in every division. These guys fight each other. I love it. But unfortunately, it's not a it's not a, a glamour division. It's not like 147 or 135 or heavyweights or light heavyweights. So it just it just flies under the radar. Just like um Naoya Inoue, how he normally flies under the radar. And he's just been on an absolute tear recently. Mm-hmm. But again, he's going to get frozen out by the PBC. Funny enough, that the, 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 no, the Donair Casemiro fight, that's falling through. So now Casemiro is fighting Rigondeaux. So that's staying with that. Oh, the wait, last... what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, basically, what happened was Donair wanted um, Casemiro to get more stringent drug testing, although both of them have signed up to the clean boxing program. And then them man are like, yo, who's the, your. Bro, Dene, you're not the sanctioning body. You're not the WBC. Why are you trying to tell us what to do? Like, you're trying to impose new shit. Like, what's wrong with you? So Dene's like, Dene's manager, his wife, was talking, like, yo, was getting involved. And obviously, them man was just, they started being a bit misogynistic, in it? So they started talking a bit crazy. His wife? To his wife, yeah, yeah. And Dene pulled up. So, (laughs) So that fight's not happening anymore. So now, Samira's fighting Rigondeaux. If Casemiro loses to Rigo, listen, make that Rigo versus um, Naruna Inoue fight. But I just know the PBC won't do that. I just know it. I just... How old is Rigondeau now? Seriously, man. He must 50, be in his 40s. He's like 50 years old. <laughs> he's, been, he's been everywhere, man. Real old warrior. But his, his story... Oh, he's, is... he, says, he says he's 40, but... Lying. He's, he's, yeah, I mean, he, looks, he looks a lot older than 40, doesn't he? And but, he's Cuban but, as well. But what but what they done to Rigo, yeah, what they done to Rigo gives the PBC sicker fans and the PBC validation. No, it does. I can't lie. Like the way Rigo got absolutely destroyed right. and, no one, right. and no one could protect him, no one could look after him, no one could give him fights. That's what they're not trying to that would never happen to another fire on the PBC. That could mm-hmm. never happen to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, cool. Let's move on then to, um, want to talk a little bit about fight camp. Their prices got released. Um, I, th- I thought it was a joke. I thought it was like, when you guys told me, oh, it is actually 750 quid. I was like, oh, bit steep. But then you told me the package and then I was like, whoa. I mean, look, it, it, um, Naeem said, you know, oh. Eddie Hearn's going to pick us up. Right, he's gonna no, pick I us up. He's, he's gonna pick us <laughs> up. The venue. He's gonna drive us to his ass in Brentford. Right, we're gonna get hospitality. <laughs> you know, he's gonna give us all the hospitality in the world, and and we're, and we're gonna get great fights for the for the for the uh, great seats for the fight. I mean, seven hundred fifty quid. That's a bargain, isn't it, Sam's? Great, yeah. In is strong quotation. <laughs> Listen, I've said, uh, you spend more on trainers, mate. So. <laughs> Wow, Lewis, you're trying to get me run up in this group chat. What's it? First of all, yeah, great fights is a loose, loose, loose word. Yeah, honestly, you know what's pissing me off the most about this fight, fight camp? After last year's fight camp, which I actually thoroughly enjoyed, Eddie spoke about for about three, four weeks about how and hyped up. I actually watched the iPhone interviews and hyped up fight camp and showed. Cougar, the, the um, his notebook, and Cougar, oh, no way, we got those guns. I was eagerly anticipating it. Bro, where are the fights? Where are the fights? What, what What's the first one? So it's um Conor Ben, right? Yeah. So on, on the first one, we've got Conor Ben, Granados, Fowler, Garcia, 
McCarthy, Billum Smith, uh, Yildrim, Cullen, Shannon Courtney, and Campbell Hatton. Campbell Hatton. Yeah, seven hundred fifty quid. Seven hundred and fifty pounds. That should be in Beth in Bethnal Green. No, that's cap. harsh. That is very, very harsh. That's legitimately should be Bethnal Green. Connor Ben is not a is Connor Ben is not a York Hall fighter. That is a York Hall fight all day long. Connor Ben is an O2 fighter. You know what? Okay, I'm blaming not that. I'm being a bit harsh here. But honestly, take Connor Ben off of it. Yeah, but yeah, but that's like saying everything, isn't it? That's like that's like saying take take, you can't you can't just take the the headline guy away from seven hundred and fifty great British pounds. Yeah, but Eddie's gonna pick you up in his his motor. He's gonna pick you up. He's gonna tell you stories. Seven fifty. A piss five. Is four fifty. You take the piss. Well, listen. I've tried my best to defend the price. Um, I don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. Um, yeah, it it does seem a lot. It does seem a lot. But it's a very exclusive event. I don't know how many tickets are available, and you're and you're paying for the, you're paying for the whole experience. I guess yeah. It's, it's yeah, you're paying for the experience. It's not just the the fights. You're paying to be at in Eddie Hearn's back garden. Yeah, and he don't want don't just want any numpty there, does he? He don't want ed, just anyone in his in his in his house. Like, oh, come man. on, he can't make the he can't make the price like two hundred quid because you know all, all of us would be there, won't we? We will be, you know, Lewis will be there. Take a picture, I'll send it in the group chat. And we're like, yo, Eddie's inviting me around. Lewis came <laughs> on, we're sleeping back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but that's what I'm saying. You can't. You you have to. You have to set the price at a certain mark, so that I'm. I'm not saying seven fifty is. You know, seven fifty is extortionate to me. Um, is that is that the cheapest? Is that the cheapest ticket? Yeah. Yes, it's the only price. It's the only price. Yeah. Is that bad? It was mm-hmm. when I first saw it. I thought it was seven fifty for the entire. Um, oh, five. Yeah. Five. And I was like, and that's it. Oh, you know what? Fair enough. Like you can. Is it? Is it free? Is it free? Is it free cards? Is it? Fight camp, three yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love you. Know what? Fair enough. You can run that. That kind of that would have that would have been good value, though. Yeah, yeah, I, was just, yeah. I, was just, I literally thought, I oh, you know what? Fair enough. When I saw one, I said, whoa, 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 whoa! This guy is trying to scam people. Like after pandemic, I know you just got to the zone and lost that, and you've taken away sky budget and everything. But mate, you're not going to start stealing out of people's pockets, man. Don't do that. Listen. The, the the event itself, I'm sure it costs a lot to put on, right? Shit, it's in his back garden as well. Exactly. So what's the how much? Okay, Sam, how much would you how much would you charge? Yeah, for a boxing fight in your in your back garden. My back garden, you can have it free. <laughs> oh, okay, right, fair enough. Then that wasn't a great uh, that wasn't a great example. All right, um, let's move on to. Um, Andre Ward's pound for pound top four list getting um quite a uh an interesting response um i can't i can't tell i can't say that i'm a huge andre ward fan post retirement um <laughs> yeah name looked at me like what are you talking about Lou? but yeah i mean some of his things are a bit i just i, I feel like he's got r- real strong biases to you know, to, is- you know especially to americans as well no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not to Americans, it's the top rank. You don't think it's to Americans? Like, like, you know, it is. If, is if it matchroom gave me a job right now, yeah, and put food on my table, hey, you're going to see me here in the matchroom, hoodie, 100%. I think, so I think, I think, I personally, I think it's just a, it's an American bias. I feel like American exceptionalism, personally. Like, if you look at, ask all these former American fighters, their pound for pound list, it was not that different. It's very heavily weighted towards American fighters and um, you have Crawford or um, Mark Canelo top two. If they're black, they're probably going to have Crawford number one. If they're not black, they're going to have Canelo number one. I'm just, I'm just being real with you. Like ask, go over there to any American. They won't have most British guys. The only reason why they have Tyson Fury, they'll have him up there because of what he done to Wilder. Like they've been, that is, Wilder is the definition of promotion eventually anyways like they marketed this guy as the most dangerous heavyweight that's ever existed in history so what fury done to him is just it's so prominent in people's minds they're gonna everyone's gonna hype him now you are in a way a lot of people don't know him 
um, they, they're starting to, to get his name out there. But again, he's not going to be high up in people's pound for pound list because people don't really know him like that. Like they have Spence top five when Spence ain't, is a one-way fighter. He's not undisputed yet. But you have people like Usyk who's undisputed. They're like, oh, fuck that guy. He's, he's, he's not looked good in his last two fights. Cool. Um, so it's just so subjective. For me, yeah. as long as the top three are solid guys that I know are deserving to be top three, I don't, I don't mind. I just what I find nasty is how everyone's removed Lomachenko from the pound for pound list. Yeah. It's, just, it's just ridiculous for me. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. I was a bit surprised to see Josh Taylor in there, to be fair. So props props for that. But is there is there any inclusions other than Lomachenko that you guys would have liked to have seen um who who are not on Andre Ward's top ten? Yeah, I'll, I'll read it out for the listeners. So it's Crawford number one, Canelo two. Tyson Fury number three, Spence four, Anue five, Usyk six, uh, Tiafimo seven, Juan Estrada eight, uh, Josh Taylor nine, and Oscar Valdez ten. See, for me, Taylor should be way higher up. I don't understand how he can be high. I'm thinking undisputed because he's British, bro. Like, how, but he's he's under basically. Well, he's not, is he? He's not actually under uh, um, ESPN. I keep thinking he's with top rank, but he's not. But um, he should hundred percent be higher up. Like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, even even as much as me and Jay get on the back, Crawford and Spence and so forth, so forth. I agree with that. Spence should be as high up as he is. And but I don't think Crawford should be. Anyway, I don't understand why Crawford is number one or two on most people's lists for his past endeavors that hasn't really been maintained. I would be I would be all for it if he was still fighting at that same caliber or or level now, but. The, the truth of the matter is, his last fights have been Amir Khan and, and Prook. How does that make you purple pound number one? How? Mm. You've got Canelo literally going through the weights and smashing through everybody and fighting every nemesis. How are you, how are you flipping a coin between who should be number one? Um, have, you seen, have you seen Canelo's hit list, bro? It's crazy. I want, I want to, to me, I don't, see, I don't see how anyone could argue that Crawford is ahead of Canelo. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know how yeah. Crawford's so high. People people argue it firstly the quote unquote skill skill gap and second, but, do, uh, but is there a skill gap? Well, they think there is. They, people think there is because my man can switch hit and yeah, listen. It is so it's crazy. Like it was crazy. Crawford, Crawford, like I said, if you're a black fight fan, you'll probably have Crawford number one. If you're not a black fight fan, you don't have Crawford number one. If you're not biased, you don't have Crawford number one. It's literally that simple. Like Crawford, I'm a big fan of Crawford. I love the way he fights, but he's not number one. He's just he's for me, he's number two or number three. The reason I have him oh, you're having top two, I can't have him two or three. I'm sorry. The reason why I have him number two or number three is number one is done undisputed. I, I that for me means a lot. It's just so has so has Taylor, so has Loma. Yeah, that's why I rate Taylor well, high. That's why no, but that's why I rate Taylor high. I'm not I'm not taking that away from him. Number two. He's been ducked in his own weight class. Like, these guys are running from you. I don't want to hear it. These guys don't want problems with you. There's a reason why. Like, Pacquiao, even Pacquiao's trainer said it. I do not want to fight Crawford at all. But I see something in Spence. So if you're if 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 a legend's trainer is out here saying he wants no smoke with you, when you guys were in the same organization, your promoter put him away from you. He said he wants no smoke with you, but he wants smoke with your direct rival. Hey, to me, I, I got to look at that. And for me, it's a skill thing. Like, Crawford can do different things in the ring that a lot of guys can't do. Which is, is why, is, for me, it's a bit fantasy. high. This is fantasy, though. We don't know. We don't yeah, really you know. know. But pound for pound is fantasy, though. The whole concept of it is fantasy. Yeah, I don't like, like it. Though. I think it's got out of hand. It, it has. That's why I say it, there should only be a pound for pound number one. There shouldn't be a top five, a top ten, a top... Pound for pound number one right now is Canelo Alvarez. That's it. There shouldn't be a top three. There shouldn't be some ranking that you need to climb on. No. Number one is Canelo Alvarez. He's been winning the longest, fighting the best competition the longest. Bro, my man said he wants he wants um to beat up Spence, he wants to beat up Charlo, then he wants to go fight, um, he wants to become undisputed against Caleb, then he wants to go up and fight Bivol, then he wants to fight Baterbiev. <laughs> we have not this is this is crazy. Canelo is doing stuff guys nowadays don't even bother or try to do. Canelo is going to go down as the greatest fighter of all time if he's if he's successful in what he's trying to do. And hey, Nagrubuto services, I beg. Listen. <laughs> 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 not, not the for that, bro. 
let, let's 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 end on um a, a bit of a, a a banter one. Um, Amir Khan says he deliberately didn't fight Kelbrook years ago to hurt him and teach him a lesson, but insists long-awaited clash could happen now. Oh Lord, mercy! He thought. Listen, for f that guy, man. Listen, British. The British fight fans will never forgive Amir Khan for what he done, and I'm I'm happy that I love that. No one wants to pick up this Brook fight. <laughs> Eddie Hearn's already told him to go do one. Frank Warren's definitely not going to pick him up because he's lost money. He's not trying to lose any more money. So he's like, no, whatever. Khan's going to want a lot of money. I ain't going to try to pick up that fight. These guys didn't... Khan coming out and saying, oh, because of what Brooke was saying, I didn't, we didn't fight in our, our primes because I wanted to hurt him. Like, that makes no sense. He's, that is such a bitch move as well, he's, man. He's Fuck it up. He's such a donut. And, and what... And you know how him and Joshua have this little beef like going on, yeah? How can my man say, oh, Anthony Joshua, he's a beast as a heavyweight. But if I was him, I'd do all my power to run away from Fury. Yeah. The yeah. Our decision was, was the best thing for Joshua. That's him throwing shots. It's like, bro, at least Anthony Joshua is not trying to run away from his rivals. I can't say the same about you. Anthony Joshua is trying to fight his direct British rival. You ran away from yours like a little bitch. Because it's, it made you feel, it made you upset about your feelings. Like Amir Khan did ne- never wanted to lose to Kell Brook because he knew if he lost to Kell Brook, it just can't live. He can't live it down. When people say Amir Khan's not scared of Brook, no, it's not about being because he fought Canelo. It's not about being scared. Like losing to Canelo, you're expected to lose. Yeah, but losing to Brook, you are favorite. You are the star boy of British welterweight boxing scene. If that would have Amir- been the end for him. Yeah, that was, that's the end for it, and he couldn't live it down. He would never have been able to live it down, which is why he didn't fight him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Amir Khan's just an utter disappointment, man. A career that started so brightly, you know, one of everyone's favorite fighters. You know, he he was one of the reasons I first got into boxing. You know, uh, uh, when I was a little bit younger. Um, they won't give away my age. Um, yeah, and and his career, the way it's just panned out, has just been so disappointing. Um, if if both careers were to finish tomorrow, um, some may say they are. Who who do you who would you say has had a better career, Brook or Khan? Khan, Khan. Mm. Interesting. Yes, no. It, objectively, but the best the best fight, the uh, the best win, best win. Oh, that would be that would be um Brook for me. I think it's still be Khan. Who's uh, Khan's best win? Maidana. Yeah, it was fine. Me, Porter over Maidana. Porter beats Maidana for me. Nah, man. Khan Maidana. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it's not about how exciting the fight is. We're saying the win, the level of the win. I think Brook has a higher level of win than Khan. I rate Porter higher than Maidana. You know the difference, though? Khan actually. One at like you know a higher stage, like my dream, bro. Well, my donor, no, he that wasn't his only win. Come on, man. What's, what's, what's Khan's best win? It's either it's either it's my donor, bro. And yeah, and Porter is a better fighter than my donor. Brooke has the better win, but Khan has more quality wins. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's part of the yeah, 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 yeah. Khan has the quantity. Yeah, I, I, I guess the most impressive one. Other than that, was maybe Devon, yeah, yeah Devon, Devon well, Alexander, yeah, yeah. or maybe yeah. Luis Colazzo, um, Algeri Vargas. Just yeah, man. And then, but when you look at Brook, apart from apart from um, Porter, honestly, his record stinks, man. Yeah, like you've got Carson Jones, Carson Jones that you went laughing death with twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, I don't know why he was ever so hyped up the hyped up the way he was, honestly. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. There is not an impressive victory on Brooks' re- resume outside Porter. And to be fair, I think if Porter were if Porter and Brook were to fight, maybe not now, but if they were to fight, you know, a, again, if they had a rematch, I think yeah, Porter would wipe him. Yeah, it was losing personally. So, the rematch now, yeah, Porter destroys him. Easy. Not even now, just like even if it was like three, four years ago. No, 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 no. no. You think Paul Brook before he got his eye busted up would have had him again because that know. Brook there, that Brook was was physically strong, which is what Porter said. Porter couldn't mm. do that bullshit bully tactics he loves. Doing. I think that's the first fight. 
I think actually uh, you're forgetting how close the first fight was. I, I personally yeah. think he won convincing the moment. Actually, people said it was 50 50 anyway, but I didn't think it was convincing. Yeah, no, but it was Porter. Porter doesn't lose clean. Like, you don't beat Porter. You don't look good against Porter. Well, that's like, a, it's a terrible night for anyone. Yeah. It was, a, it was, a, it was a, um, a majority decision, wasn't it? Yeah. Someone, but, but, the the reason, it. but the reason why Brook won that fight was he was able to tie up Porter. And every time they were, they were about to let go of the clinch, he jabbed his head off. But Porter even said it in his podcast that I learned from that, that every time they split them up, like the referee got involved, Brooke is that teeing off on him. Mm. So it's one of those ones, Brooke had his tactics right. And I do feel with the rematch, Brooke would probably, in my opinion, I'll still put him favourite because, again, you can't bully this guy. And the way you fight, you need to be able to impose yourself on him. Mm. And yeah, that was just yeah, and on, on and if you can't impose yourself on a guy, then you're not like even Spence that I'm always getting on to. The reason why Paul didn't couldn't do everything he, he does because he couldn't fully impose himself because Spence is a big guy. Although he pushed Spence back though, like Porter Porter did really well in that fight. That knockdown done a lot for for Spence, but yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, lads, let's call it a night there. Um uh name, uh Jude Samps, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah. Guys, make sure to subscribe on YouTube, like, leave the video a like as well. Um, Apple reviews, please. Apple reviews, make sure to do that. And uh, use the hashtag Ringside Frackers when you are listening as well. Um, and we'll be back next week. Take it easy, gentlemen. Sweet. I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in seven I or eight seconds? I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one could stop me. Lynch is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their cloth. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Saying now, Mike, Mike. Sports Social Podcast Network.